Hello and welcome to season two of The Football Story. We are back bigger and better than ever and have even added some fancy microphones to our repertoire. We have some amazing things planned for you all. We have interviews with some of the biggest names in Australian football. We have more fan culture episodes and lots more football content coming your way. Strap in for the next 20 weeks. Football is back and so is The Football Story. Hello and welcome to episode one of the second season. Today we are doing Premier League predictions for the new season and we are joined by Premier League Nuffy, Sam Jones from Optus Sport. How are you today, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, boys. How are we going? We good? I'm very well. Nick, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Excited to uh, get stuck into it. Yeah, it's a big season coming up. Um, Sam, you're um, pretty involved in, in the Premier League, working for, for Optus Sport. Would you mind just sharing a little bit about what you do? Sounds like you almost have the uh, dream job. Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite a good job. Uh, I'm, um, yeah, I'm pretty lucky. I get to um, I cut many matches and highlights and uh, basically part of the team that runs everything that goes on the app um, in terms of content. And um, yeah, I've been doing it for just over a year. This is sort of my second season into it. And um, yeah. Definitely dream job. Love it. Well, it's going to be a bit of a different uh, looking Premier League, I guess, at the start of this season um, with, with no fans. Um, that doesn't mean that there is not enough to talk about. Uh, so we've, we've got some uh, categories that we are going to run through today. Our top four, who we think is going to make the other European spots, the relegated teams, our pick for player of the season, breakout players, um, and a note on some signings. So Nick... Shall we jump straight into who we think our, our top fours might be? Yeah, let's go for it. I'll go first. Um, in fourth, I have Manchester United, unfortunately. Um, obviously, the, the Sancho signing's still up in the air. Whether or not they end up signing him, um, you know, the transfer window's open for another four weeks, so it could definitely still happen. Um, I think in the... After the coronavirus break, I think their front three just looked really, really, really good. So I think they're going to be able to score goals. I still have some question marks over their defence. Um, and, you know, there's always the goal ki- goalkeeping um, saga with Henderson now coming back from Sheffield. But, yeah, I've gone uh, with United in fourth. I've gone Chelsea in third. A lot of people think that they can um, contest... Uh, the other two teams that I've got ahead, Liverpool and Manchester City, but I think it'll take a bit of time to gel. Um, second, I've gone for Manchester City. Um, I think it depends on if players like Aguero can stay healthy. Um, I think if he does, then they can definitely win the league. And then in first, might be a bit biased as a Liverpool supporter, but I've got Liverpool first because we won the league by 18 points last year. Everyone was saying, oh, we uh, looked slow after the coronavirus break, but we were winning by 25 points. Um, so I think it's sort of a bit hard to keep up the motivation. So that was my top four. Sam, how similar is yours to, um, to that one? Fairly similar. I've got um, Chelsea sitting fourth. I reckon they, they've done well to sign um, some good uh, attacking players and stuff, but I reckon they've still got to sort out the keeper issue. They conceded 54 goals um, yeah, last season and, I just reckon when they come up against the big sides, um, 
yeah, they're, they're sort of still vulnerable at the back. So I reckon that their attacking flair will be sick to watch, but I, I still reckon they won't finish higher than, than what they did last season. Um, and then I got City in third. Um, I reckon Pep's still, um, yeah, still a legend of a coach and he's still got a great side. Um, but I think that, um, yeah, just sort of when Aguero was injured, when Laporte was injured, there were, there were sort of massive depth holes in key positions. They've got an abundance of centre midfielders, wingers. Um, but yeah, I think their, their depth sort of will test them. And then probably have City in third because as a United fan, I have them in second. Um, maybe a little inflated and a little biased, but um, I'm really liking what um, Oli's been doing since sort of January, since Fernandez has come in. Uh, the team looks like it's gelling so much better all across the park. Um, agree with Nick that defensive frailties are still sort of there, um, but hopefully if you have Bailly come back injury-free, the centre-backs sort of alongside Maguire will sort of push each other to, to be a bit better um, and hold their standards a bit higher. And I reckon that's similar with the goalkeeping um, stocks with Henderson and De Gea, if they can, if Oli can manage to get them to get along and uh, and sort of be friendly and helpful competition for each other, I reckon that's going to be really good in terms of eliminating some of um, the silly errors that have crept into De Gea's game the last few seasons. And... Um, then as much as it pains me to say it, I have Liverpool winning again. Um, they were just so good last year and like 196 points in two seasons. Just, it's ridiculous. you got to give credit where it's due. Klopp's just got a well-oiled machine. And um, I think if they manage to get onto Thiago um, as well to, to bring that in, that's going to be sick for their depth. And yeah, I just reckon they're sort of unstoppable at the moment. So um, unless you're at Atletico Madrid. So uh We'll see how we go. <laughs> this is very true. I mean, we are talking, um, the, the transfer window hasn't closed. So I guess like one of our, like our predictions could be completely blown out of the water if, you know, Messi decided to backflip and now he's coming to Man City or obviously that's not going to happen, but there are still signings up in the air for all the big, big teams. I've picked the same four teams as you both, um, slightly different order. I actually have Man City winning it. Um, I don't think that um, we're going to see uh, an 100-point season from anyone this season. Um, if we look at... I mean, we're, we've just come off an international break. The players are already tired and the season has not even started. Uh, so I reckon we're looking at somewhere around the 85-point mark, I reckon, will almost win the league this year. Um, I think squad depth is going to be tested. Um, no fans is also going to be a struggle. I, I can see Man City just pipping Liverpool purely on depth, I think. Um, Obviously, injuries pertaining to that. Um, I have Man United probably just off them in third. I think um, they've got all the foundations for a great side. Um, I think Donny van der Beek is a, an incredible signing. Um, seeing what he did at, at Ajax um, just bodes so well. I don't know where that leaves Scott McTominay because I really like him as a player, but it kind of leaves him a little bit left out. Um, but for me, they're third. And Chelsea uh, obviously have made some incredible signings. Uh, but I think like last season, they have a young boss. Um, they have young players and a, a very fluid style of, um, of, of attacking. And, and I think it is, it, it is going to take time with Chelsea. It, you can't just buy so many new players um, and expect it to kind of all come together so quickly. But that being said, there are goals in that side. And I can see them, um, yeah, coming forth. So 
Nick, where did you then see the, the fifth, sixth and seventh coming? We might get some slightly different opinions on who we might um, see in the sort of Europa League positions. Who did you go for from five to seven? Yeah, so I went with Arsenal in fifth. Um, I think Arteta, when he came to Arsenal, has just completely transformed the club. Um, I think, yeah, they, they play a really... I, I like watching them play, but yeah, I think as we've mentioned with, with Man United and with Chelsea a bit too, their, their defensive frailties, I guess. Um, but, you know, they're still looking at bringing in some players. So I think they will end up in fifth. I've gone with Tottenham in sixth. Um, obviously, they signed Holberg from uh, Southampton and they also signed Matt Doherty from Wolves, which I think is a really good signing um, for, for only like 12 or, f- or 15 million pounds. So I think that's a really good signing. I think this all comes down to Harry Kane being fully fit for the 38 matches. I think if he's fully fit, he's going to score between 25 and 30 goals. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm banking on hopefully Harry Kane being fit for Tottenham's sake. And in seventh, I've gone for Wolves. Um, a lot of people thinking that they may not back it up this season, but um, I think that they're, they're a well-oiled machine. Um, they've signed Fabio Silva from Porto, who a lot of people are really excited about. They also signed Markel from Lyon, who's an experienced left-back. Um, so he might be able to cover a bit for Doherty um, departing the club. But yeah, those are my fifth to seventh. Yeah, I think I think it's interesting looking at these Europa League spots. I think they're they're quite up for grabs this season. Um, I like you, Nick, had had Arsenal in at fifth. Um, I think they have um, solidified the the defence signing um, Gabriel, and um, they've obviously got William Saliba as well to come in. Um, so I think they've um, really shored that up. Um, I can see Tottenham coming in sixth, but I think there's going to be a bit of a gap between Arsenal and Tottenham. I'm not sure I liked what I saw from Mourinho last season. I'm kind of making my way through the the Amazon Prime documentary as we speak, which is kind of shedding a bit of a, a new light on him for me. Um, I'm just not sure that they have it over 38 weeks. Um, they're a great sort of knockout tie team, but they've always struggled over 38 games. Um, and for me, Everton are going to come seventh. Uh, coming off the news that, that James Rodriguez is coming, um, Abdullah Decore, um, Alan from uh, Syria. So we've got like, you know, Everton always have big signings. I think that's not a new thing. Um, I think the difference now is that they have a world-class manager that should be able to, to um, work them into a, a really good outfit. Um, and I don't think they're going to come higher than seventh, but I think they are a good shout to really rattle some of the top teams. Um, Sam, what are you thinking for your sort of Europa League spots? I had um, St. James's Nick, but reverse order. I had Wolves coming in at fifth. I reckon that, um, yeah, just the job that Nuno did with them last season, they had more games than any other um, side in the season and they still performed consistently sort of every week. Um, yeah, just I feel like they're sort of, along with City and um, I guess United, the back end of the the league just so exciting to watch. Like the the speed they move the ball and counter attack and switch the play from one wing to the other. It was just awesome to watch, and I really enjoyed um, some of their attacking talent. Um, and yeah, to finish seventh for two seasons in a row, I think they'll want to go better than that, and um, yeah, not miss out on European football. 
like they have this season again next season. Um, so yeah, I reckon they'll they'll dig deep and um, finish fifth. Um, and then Spurs sixth. Um, like you're saying, Andrew, I reckon the um, documentary uh, All or Nothing is just so good. Um, as a, I like Mourinho. Um, I know he left United in in a bit of a, a bit of a state, but um, yeah, I just really like the professionalism he brings, and um, he sort of walks around the, the joint with a bit of star quality and a bit of star power. And um, I know that editing is very powerful, but it seems as though like in every episode he says. He pulls in the right player and then they have a big game or he says like sort of the right things and it'll be really cool to see him have a full preseason with with those players and um, yeah, all those sort of injuries that crept in the back end of the last season to to sort of have settled down a little bit. Um, so yeah, if he if he doesn't do well this season, I think he's sort of got no excuses. Uh, it's all sort of there for him to take. So hopefully uh, I'm right in that. It's not wildly off. <laughs> and then i got Arsenal finishing seventh. I really like what Arteta's doing. Um, but, yeah, last season, finishing 10th, I reckon they're just an absolute basket case sometimes. They dig deep for one or two big games, but uh, they were just so inconsistent. So I think Arteta sort of, uh, yeah, showed that he can handle um, that sort of form roller coaster and, and sort of guide him in a bit of a more consistent direction. And um, some of the signings he's got, um, have been really good, especially in defence with Gabriel. I reckon he'll be, um, yeah, sort of a little bit better than Mustafi has been. Um, but yeah, I think they're still sort of a little way off challenging um, any of the other bigger sides. Yeah, I think I think you're right in that. I think they there's still a lot of room for growing. Um, I think with most of the the teams kind of hovering around that fifth to seventh sort of bracket. Um, so kind of moving from the, the teams we think are going to be quite successful and do well. Um, who, who, who's going back down to the championship, Sam? Who did you have in your sort of your three relegation teams? I got Fulham and West Brom to yo-yo. Just go straight back down. I'm not convinced by what I've seen. And I think they, um, yeah, I think that in terms of the championship last season, Brentford were way more of a formidable um prospect in the Premier League than say West Brom or Fulham so I was I was sort of annoyed in the underdog story that they didn't make it up but uh yeah you, you earn your way there and uh, they didn't manage to do that so I think Fulham and West Brom have sort of got it all all to do um in terms of playing consistently and and doing well um but yeah I sort of see them doing a bit of a Norwich maybe having a few um big results um but yeah so they're not enough to to stay up and then uh, it was a toss-up. I think initially before the transfer window opened, I had Palace in there, but I think they've got a few good signings and they're sort of they're playing pretty well. Um, and yeah, you just can't fault um, the experienced Roy Hodgson. I reckon he's just still got it. He's oldest manager by far, but he's still got it. Um, so unfortunately for Big Matty Ryan, I've got Brighton going down. I just think they they scraped through last season season before as well. Um, and yeah, I haven't seen enough um, transfer market sort of reinforcements to, to correct that sort of slide. And I think that they sort of won't be strong enough this season. Do you reckon uh, missing Aaron Moy will have any large part to do with that? It was, it was a wild transfer. I think, um, I think Moy was good last season, but he sort of still seemed like he was taking a long time to settle in. Um, Potter sort of never really trusted him by the looks of how he played him and how often he played him. So I think 
yeah, I think Moy for Huddersfield was the key player, the, the go-to man. And for Brighton, he was just another cog in the system. So I think Moy's probably going to miss Brighton a little bit more than their system will miss him. Um, but in saying that, as a Australian fan, it, it's never good to see one of your own leave the Prem. I guess they've they've signed Adam Lallana as well. So I guess sort of that that hole that Moy might have left has, has been um, filled by Adam Lallana. I, I was similar... Uh, to you in, in the fact that I, I think Fulham are, are going back down. They really came out of nowhere last year um, to gain that that third promotion spot. Um, it was looking like it could be Cardiff, looking like it could be Swansea, and Brentford looked almost nailed on to to make it um, until they kind of choked in the last what two two match days, um, and then in the playoff final. So I, I, I think Fulham, um, and especially seeing their kind of last foray in the Premier League and how it did. Um, trying to sign superstars and then wondering why it didn't work out. Um, I'm not sure we're going to see Andre Schurler back at the cottage, but um, I just, I'm not sure that they have the pedigree to stay up. Um, I think Villa are going down. I think Jack Grealish saved them last season, almost single-handedly. I think um, they are a side that from the get-go are going to be up against it. Um, I don't know. I think there's just a lot of good teams in the Premier League. I think that that goes underestimated. There are a lot of good teams. Um, and I think Aston Villa are going to find it really hard. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Because when I wrote my, who I thought was going to be relegated, I wrote this maybe a couple of days ago. And I did have Crystal Palace um, uh, before they'd signed Eberechi Eze. Um, and they've just taken Batshuayi back on loan as well. So... I'm not sure if I'm going to st- look, I'm going to stick with it. Cause that's what, what my hunch tells me. Cause they, they often don't have a lot of goals in them. Um, I would actually be really interested to see what the deal is with um, Alexander Sorloth. Um, he is crystal palace contracted. I have no idea if there, if he is in the plans um, to play for them this season. Um, for those of you who don't know him, he he's a Norwegian striker and he's he's come off um, like um, scoring two goals alongside Erling Haaland in the Nations League. And he scored, I think, 25 goals in the Turkish Super League last season. So if he comes back and plays for Palace, they're staying up. Um, he really is that good, but he also might go for quite a lot of money now. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't think Brighton are going down, which I'm, I'm going to explain later with one of our other topics. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be another tight relegation battle. What do you reckon, Nick? Yeah, I've got a bit of a combination of the two of your predictions. I agree with Sam with in that Fulham and, and West Brom are going to go back down. I think with Fulham, I think there's just too much onus on on uh, Mitrovic up front. And yeah, I just I just don't think either of them have the firepower to, to stay up. And then I've gone with Aston Villa um, as my other team to go down. Like you said, uh, Twig, um, Grealish saved them last year. Overnight, they just actually signed Ollie Watkins from Brentford, who was a, a revelation in um, the championship over the last few years. But yeah, I don't know if it's going to be enough um, to keep them up. So I've gone with Fulham, Aston Villa and West Brom to go down. Right, so I guess that kind of 
we, we've had similar teams towards the top, towards the bottom. As always, the middle of the table is going to be quite clustered. Um, we've still kind of got teams like your, your um, Sheffield Uniteds and your, your Leicesters and, and your Burnleys who are, who are going to be up and about. Um, but yeah, I guess it'll be interesting. Um, I guess I can sort of work out your answers for, for this question um, by what you've told me just then, but who do we think um, is going to be the best newly promoted team? And I think maybe a more interesting question might be how, how high will they finish on the table? Sam? Yeah, well, seeing as you got the other two going down, I reckon Leeds will be um, the most impressive um, in the Premier League this season. I think that they're signing this transfer window has been really good as well. Um, I'm excited to see Rodrigo and there's talks of Draxler moving there as well, which would be insane. Um, so I think depending on how their sort of squad finishes when the window closes, they could finish like sort of high up in the ninth or 10th. But realistically, as their squad is now, I'd probably say they're going to finish like 13th, around about that sort of that sort of safe but not amazing kind of kind of position. But yeah, they've been out for 16 years out of the prem, so it, it'll be good to see them back. Um, yeah, just see how they go, I guess, with such a, a raucous fan base. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the um, the storylines they bring. Yeah, I, I I agree with you, Sam. I think. Um like we mentioned, the other two going down. So it was clearly going to be Leeds. Um, I've got them finishing around 11th or 12th because I still think teams like Everton, Leicester, even Southampton, if Danny Ings can replicate his form from last season, I think they can finish above Leeds. But yeah, I think it also depends on how their their, um, squad ends up in the next four or five weeks, which is the same with every team really. But I think that Leeds have a bit of that that fairy tale story. Obviously, they haven't been in for 16 years. It's a bit of a shame that they won't have fans at Allen Road for the first probably three or four months at the least. So, yeah, I've got them finishing around 11th or 12th. What about you, Twig? Yeah, I've got them. I think they're going to come top 10. I, I think um, looking at, at something similar to what Sheffield United did last year, uh, I've, I've said 9th. Yeah, I mean, I've got the top seven that I listed before, probably Leicester in eighth, and then I reckon Leeds in ninth. Um, I think West Brom are going to stay up. I think they might be floating around that sort of 17th um, place. Um, I think it will be a really tight relegation battle. I think Leeds are still a couple of years off European football, but I think that is the way they're heading. Um, I think they have enormous pulling power um, in the transfer market. Um and uh, really all we need is an Australian back there um, for the kind of love story to, to be completed. But um, I think having been promoted, I think they are probably left with the third best manager in the Premier League, um, only behind probably Klopp and Pep. Um, and um, the man who sits on the bucket um, will, um, I think he's going to be able to manufacture something pretty special. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to be honest, and yeah, it's a it's a crying shame there's no fans there. But when they when the fans do come back, it'll be even better. Uh, so, I guess that's kind of where we're placing sort of our teams at the moment. And moving to a more sort of individual basis, um, Kevin De Bruyne has obviously just taken home the the PFA Player of the Season uh, this week. Um, 
do we think that is going to happen again? Yeah, I think so. I think, um, yeah, as much as it pains me to say it, um, I think if, if City end up coming first or second, like they have the last couple of years, he's by far, the, maybe not by far, but he's clearly the best player in, in the league. Um, probably stiff not to have won more than one, um, obviously with Van Dyke and Salah in the last couple of years having outstanding seasons. But yeah, for me, Kevin De Bruyne, a top three or four player in the world and the best player in the Premier League. So I think if City finish top two um, and they'll, they'll probably win a cup as well. So I reckon he'll end up uh, player of the season for me. Sam, what do you reckon? I um, I think I was surprised to learn that um, De Bruyne had uh, won it and become the first City player to have won it. Um, I, th- I would have thought with all the successes that another player would have won it before him. Um, but in saying that, I think if... I know it's a long season, um, but if, if Fernandez can keep his, uh, his form that he's had at the club um, since he signed in January um, and maintain that influence that he has over Manchester United, I think... He's destined for, like, yeah, top two finish. Um, yeah, his assists and goal involvement, um, albeit a few penalties uh, sprinkled in there. Um, but, yeah, he still scored some great uh, great goals from open play. And, um, yeah, just sort of runs the team, pulls the strings. I think if he and Pogba can link up um, for the whole season and keep consistent and injury-free, I reckon he's in with the shout. Yeah, absolutely. I think he'd be up there in terms of, uh, the players that will be competing for that award. I mean, I've, I've said Kevin De Bruyne as well, just, just purely on the fact that he is the best player in the league. So, you know, it's not the way those awards go, but really the best player in the league should be winning that every year. Um, so he really just needs to do what he did last year. Even kind of three quarters of what he did last year would probably win it again. Um, I guess the golden boot is always kind of tied in with that. Often if you are winning the golden boot or... Um, up there in the golden boot, you're up there for the player of the season. Um, it was a very tight golden boot race last year. Um, I've gone and maybe a, a shout at player of the season as well. If he, if he really clicks into form is Harry Kane. I think for me, the only thing stopping him from scoring 30 goals in a season is himself. Um, if he plays the 38, um, statistically based on what we've seen and, and how, how he's improving, he will probably score around 30. So um, my kind of tip for the golden boot um, is is Harry Kane. Um, Nick, who did you go for your golden boot prediction? Yeah, I went with um, Aubameyang from Arsenal. I'm really interested to see whether, you know, Danny Ings, um, Jamie Vardy can can back it up this season. Um, Obviously, Vardy's proven it over... um, the last four or five seasons now, but Danny Ings had his real breakout season um, last year after finally moving from Liverpool. Um, but yeah, I've gone with Aubameyang. There's still talk about um, Lacazette potentially, you know, not actually starting. So does that put Aubameyang still out on the left or does he play up front? I think that'll have a big impact on whether or not he wins the golden boot. Um, but yeah, I've gone with Aubameyang because I think, He's been the, the star player for Arsenal for the last three or four seasons. I just can't see anyone else really scoring as many goals as him. Um, what did you have for that one, Sam? I had a bit of a left field one. Um, I had 
Jimenez, Raul Jimenez from Wolves. I think, um, yeah, last season, Wolves played so many games. Um, so obviously he's, he's got sort of an inflated opportunity to be involved in goals, but he played 55 games, had 27 goals and 10 assists, like 37 goal involvements is just massive. And as I've tipped before, I think Wolves are going to have a better season than they have the past few years. So I expect him to be at the head of um, their attack um, as usual and, and yeah, sort of bang them in. Um, but yeah, like you're saying, Nick, it could be anyone. Um, it, it'd be really interesting to see how Vardy goes uh, with a, another year in his legs. Um, uh, but yeah, you never sort of discount a champion. And um, on the all-time goal stats, he's sitting at 28th, but one more goal and he overtakes Drogba. And then the next fewer, Darren Bent, Paul Scholes, Peter Crouch, Ryan Giggs, Heskey, Dublin. Like there's so many stars that he's amongst. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he sort of climbs that um, all-time list um, and uh, much further. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt him. So he'd be up there as well. I'm guessing uh, when you were cutting the uh, England-Denmark and the England-Iceland games, you were probably thinking to yourself that a player like Jamie Vardy would probably be of, of um, great use um, for the England side at the moment. Um, yeah, big time. I think, I think yeah, it's always going to be a tight race for the golden boot. Um, the, the category I'm probably most interested in talking about, um, and this is kind of looking into the crystal ball a bit, is, is thinking about our, our, uh, the league's breakout player. Last season, it was probably Mason Greenwood um, along with Phil Foden. Um, and those two have been rewarded with their, their England call-ups. Um, so this is, I think, probably players that we're going to, you know, they're players to keep an eye on um, and, and might just be the next next big thing. So it might be good for your fantasy team as well if you're doing one of those. Um, Sam, who did you um, go for when you, you went for your breakout player? I've got Kai Havertz. Um, he was an expensive signing for Chelsea um, and sort of, I guess, would have already broken out at, at Leverkusen. But um, being made captain there um, at such a big German club at such a young age, like he's still only 21. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, when I saw Chelsea had definitely secured the deal and it was all confirmed, I, I, was, uh, I was pretty excited to see him in the league. Um, sucks that it's not for my team. But uh, yeah, I think he'll be really good really influential and take their attack to like another dimension. I reckon it'll be really good. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, he'll definitely be an important part of Chelsea's title challenge, I guess, if we think they can have a, a good chance of, of going close. I've actually gone for, for someone that Twig mentioned a little bit earlier, just quickly. I've gone for Eberechi Eze. Um, obviously just signed for Crystal Palace from QPR. So he, he scored 14 goals and, and had eight assists last season, playing as an attacking midfielder, um, cutting in off the left. Um, hopefully Zaha stays, um, probably help his assist total a little bit. And like you mentioned, um, Twig earlier uh, with Sorloth as well. I'm just really excited to watch him play. He's In the last year, he's um, been called up by um, the England under-21 team. And he's only... Yeah, he's only 21 or 22 at the moment. So uh, I'm really excited to watch him play. Um, who did you go with for this one, Twig? I know you uh, deliberated about this one for a little while. Yeah, this is a tough one, I guess, because we're talking about players that really haven't proved themselves, proved themselves in, in the Premier League. Um, I've gone for a defender 
um, I've gone for Ben White. And this links back up to what I was um, talking to Sam about a little bit earlier about why I don't think Brighton are going to go down. And my reason is this man, Ben White. Um, he might not be a household name yet. I think he will be by the end of the season. Um, he was on loan at Leeds last season from Brighton um, and had an incredible season in the championship um, to the point where Leeds wanted him. Um, pretty much all of the top four clubs had serious interest in him. Uh, but from very, very early on in the transfer window, Brighton said, no, we're not selling. Um, and I think what adds to his value is, is he's going to be playing alongside who I personally think is the most underrated player in the Premier League, Lewis Dunk. Um, obviously, I watched a lot of Brighton last year with our two Aussies. And the, the player that impressed me the most was Lewis Dunk, um, Brighton's player of the year. Um, Ben White, um, alongside him, they've also signed Joel Veltman from Ajax to play at the right back spot. Um, and of course, our own Matty Ryan. I think they are going to be a really hard team to break down. Um, and yeah, Ben White is my reason why I, yeah, I don't think Brighton are going to go down. I think they're going to, they always struggle to score goals, but I think they're going to be really tight um, at the back. Um, but look, as we said, the transfer window isn't closed. Um, and, you know, who knows? Like, I would assume Ben White will be playing at Brighton, but I think wherever he's playing, he, he's one for the future and, and a future, future England starting centre-back. Um, but, yeah, thinking about signings, um, I guess one of our last things we thought about was who we think is going to be the best signing and the worst signing. I would love to hear um, who we had with like minimal justification, I would like to hear quick fire. Um, Nick, your best signing and your worst signing of the season. I went with um, Sam's pick for breakout player of the season. I went with Kai Havertz. I think he's just class. And with my worst, uh, might be a bit controversial, but I think Nathan Ake. I don't know if he um, will live up to the heights that he had at Bournemouth, obviously playing for a big club, like bigger club than Manchester, uh, at like Manchester City. Um, every time I've watched him, maybe it's just because he's playing against Liverpool, he just seems to have struggled. So, um, yeah, I've gone with Nathan Ake um, as my worst signing of the season. What about you, Sam? I've got um, two silvers. Thiago Silva is best signing and uh, Fabio Silva is worst. Okay, so one of them hasn't happened yet. So um, I guess time will be the judgment of whether we can even make that judgment. Um, I've gone um, also a, a Chelsea player as my best signing, Hakim Ziyech. Um, I really want to justify this, but all I will say is go and watch Ajax's run to the Champions League semi-final in 2018. And I've gone for Ferran Torres, as my worst signing. Um, I did write this before he scored a goal in the Nations League on Tuesday. However, I'm going to stick by it. And to wrap up our predictions, we are going to predict the first manager to get the sack. This is a tough one. This is actually a really tough one because it, it just never is who you think. Um, so I really struggled thinking. Um, who it could be for me, I ended up going um, Jose. Uh, 
I just had to, I, I had no idea really. I was really struggling to think of someone. I thought who's got high expectations on them. Um, I wasn't a massive fan of the way he was playing last year. And I don't know. I just thought, well, Tottenham are a club that need, need Champions League. Um, they need the money. Um, so I don't, I'm not sure this will actually happen, but yeah, there's my left field um, kind of play. Sam, you agree with me in any sense or are you just like shaking your head at me? I think Mourinho may be destined for that sack, um, but I don't think it'll come first. Um, I've got the man who always wins, David Moyes. Um, I think he's got uh, massive expectations at uh, a London club that wants to be recognised alongside the other big London clubs of Arsenal, Tottenham and Chelsea. And I think, um, yeah, he's already been sacked by them. Um, they went for the, um, the glitzy signing in Pellegrini. That didn't work out. And yeah, for um, the squad that he had last season, keeping them up, Moyes was uh, a great shout. But I think the, uh, the expectation is always top four for some reason for West Ham. And I, I think that uh, they don't really have enough firepower to get there. And I think he might be the first to go. Yeah, I had the exact same. I had David Moyes. Um, just seems like the, the club is really struggling as a whole. Um, there was obviously that recent transfer of, of Dean Garner going to West Brom and, you know, you saw Mark Noble tweet out about it. Um, and uh, I saw Declan Rice even like the tweet. Like, it just seems like there's a lot going wrong at, at West Ham. Um, they've struggled ever since they've gone to the London Stadium. Um, you know, since they've left Upton Park, it just doesn't seem to have the same buzz. So, yeah, I, I've gone for um, for David Moyes as well. Joining you, Sam. Just realised I, I thought what you uh, said is your signing of the season, Tiago Alcantara, you actually meant Tiago Silva. So I completely take back what I said before. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would be, I'd love to see Tiago Alcantara in the Premier League. Whether it'll happen, I'm not sure. Liverpool should just pay the money, in my opinion. Um, For sure. But yeah, I think uh, I think you've both got very fair points with with David Moyes. I think uh, yeah, I think we're going to see some managers go before Christmas um, in this very weird Premier League season that is shaping up to be. So Nick, thank you very much, and Sam, thank you for joining us. Uh, will you be cutting the first games on Saturday night? Now I've got um I've got the celebrity shift at the five a.m. start where I just do overnight goals. So um I'll be I'll be tucking into bed and watching the minis in the morning. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be on the the minis come round too. I think. Sounds good. Well, thank you all for listening. Please send us a message with your top four, your Europa League, your breakout players, anything you would like to share with us. Our DMs are open. Sam Jones, thank you very much. Nick, been a pleasure. We hope Thanks, you enjoyed. Joey. No worries, mate. We hope you enjoyed our um, new microphones and um, our first episode of season two. Stay tuned.